Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. very excited to announce my guest today. I'm a little bit unprepared because we're having fun at the lake and we're doing this together in person though, so I'm actually really excited. This is one of my favorite people in the world. It's Hannah Godwin. Hannah Godwin. Miss. Oh wait, you never won the <laughs> you never won. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so I never won. I was um, going to say Miss Alabama. Well, that's awkward. It is. I was Miss Congeniality. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Like the movie. Yeah, how did you get that? I don't actually know how pageants work. So if you get Congeniality, it just means you're like night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry uh, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Nobody rewind to that last moment. My voice sounded a little, little like... <laughs> creamy <laughs> anyway no, it was incredible <laughs> so um miss congeniality is like where all of the <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it's me i'm making your laugh it's me <laughs> do you want to hear this or not i want to hear about miss congeniality more than anything in the world miss congeniality is where all of the contestants in the pageant vote for whoever is the most friendliest the nicest whatever and everybody puts in their little vote or whatever. And they said, Miss Congeniality is Hannah Godwin. Did you have any idea? No, no, no. I had no clue. And that right there, folks, listeners, this is why Hannah Godwin's one of my favorite people in the world. Because she was literally voted by all the other contestants as being the nicest, funniest, whatever it is. And yeah. it's because that's actually who she is as a person. Thank you. I know. Compliments are weird. Compliments are very weird. How how do you react whenever people give you a compliment? Like, do you have any go-to phrases? Because I do. I just have filler sentences. Filler phrases is what we I like to call it. We were talking about we that. We filler phrases. So whenever th- there is a moment and um, maybe somebody's talking to you, and uh, this is for the listeners to explain the background. So whenever people are talking to me, and I don't really know what to say. I We both discussed that we have filler phrases. So what are yours? <clears throat> so also to quickly go off of that, some people just breathe in the middle of um, a pause and we don't breathe. We just have to speak. Right? Yeah. Yes. It, there's A lot of people listen and breathe and just stare at things. There's no chance of that happening with either of us. There's no silence allowed. Like if I'm like, you know, trying... I mean, I think it's because we're people pleasers and we want people to be happy and we're like trying to comfort them. And so what are what are your filler phrases? Well, some are just normal. Like, um, let's see. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of them are very normal. Like, I love that. Or like, that's so good. Or like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Even if I don't know what like the they're saying like i'll just be like oh i this is great whatever it, it's like i don't know what to say but then some of them are word vomit and the word vomit ones are probably like like someone could just like tell me like one of their family members passed away and i would be like i love that or that's great or wow or something wow. really bad because like my mind isn't in the conversation my mind is yes like 
trying to think about the situation and not feel awkward. So I'm so focused on like not being awkward or feeling awkward. And then I end up saying something. Absolutely. Foot and mouth. Absolutely. Hannah was actually telling me about um, her ex-boyfriend and how he, should I not do that? Oh no, go ahead. Um, about how he, like, we were talking about like foot and mouth disease. Like if somebody's parent just like passed away, it's on my mind so much that I happen to like, you know, they're like, oh, like their dad passed away or something. And in my brain, like I have such bad like word vomit and like foot and mouth syndrome that I'll be like, hey, like, can you pass me the orange juice? Oh, yeah, your dad's dead. Like it, and it's completely unintentional and insensitive. But I don't mean it that way. It's just on my mind and I like vomit it out. And it happens. And so Hannah was telling me today that her uh, ex-boyfriend a long time ago used to do that all the time. I couldn't even tell him anything. He would just... (laughs) (laughs) He would just spit it out. He would just spit it out. I have one secret. And then he would go up to somebody and say, oh, I heard you're about to break up. (laughs) What? That's so funny. Like, I wonder how common that is because it happens to me quite frequently. But I've gotten better over the years about it. Gotten. I know, the double T's. So there's this big misconception that I am sick and tired of seeing online and anybody saying it. Like people come up to me and they're like, tell me about Hannah G. Is she really that boring? Is she this? Like all these misconceptions. And I personally think Hannah is the funniest person like i've ever met she gets it and gets it that's another that's like a whole thing like getting it and uh her intelligence like people think she's dumb and i'm so sorry if you didn't know that i knew it and she's one of the most intelligent people that i know she is she is everything that everyone thinks she's not and i want to talk about yeah, I mean, you are, dude. You're seriously, like, so funny. You're so cool. And you're so, um, I don't like the word nice because I feel like it's overused. But it's it's more than nice. It's You're better than nice. You are empathetic. You are understanding. You, like, care about people and you want to make people feel good. And you also have this crazy level of intelligence to where you have the most clever jokes and people never saw that side of you. So I want to talk about, like, what assumptions do you get the most? And let's clarify them. Well, I get a lot that I'm kind of a ham sandwich. Well, you're Hama. I'm <laughs> Hama. Yes, I'm from Birmingham. And I eat ham sometimes. But anyways, regardless of regardless of being Hama, I am, or is this like complimenting myself? What do you mean? If I just say I'm not a ham sandwich, is that like acting like I'm like bragging? No, not right. at all. Anyway, actually, screw it. Yeah. I'm on Demi's podcast. This yeah. is no like no other. <laughs> I am not a ham sandwich, everyone. Um, I'm a ham sandwich if you have a little jalapeno spread on it. Um, cheese, let's toast it. Honestly, add some turkey. Let's make it a meat lovers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And Demi loves that one. Uh, I love meat. <laughs> Give me some beef. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, sorry. No. Um, keep going. Okay. Um, so assumptions I have about me is that I'm a ham sandwich, and I think that I'm 
a little bit more complex than that. I feel like it's kind of a front that I put up sometimes because honestly, y'all, like I have just, you know, really dark humor sometimes and I avoid saying it. So I just instead will just not because I'm scared people aren't going to get my humor. And that's sort of what I respect about you is that, you know, you just you push the boundaries, you push the limits, you know that life is short and you are just so fully you and you're not a ham sandwich and nobody will ever think you're a ham sandwich. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I think it's it's so crazy to me that people would ever find you to be a ham sandwich because like, um, first of all, you're way too appetizing to be a ham sandwich. And also you have the same you have the same level of humor that I do and like the same dark I mean dark humor is my favorite hu- fa- <laughs> my favorite humor <laughs> dark humor is my favorite humor because it does push all of the like comfortable lines that we have drawn and it like makes people like whoa wait a second what is that should i think that's funny and i think everything about life is funny and you think the same way and people don't know that about you and it blows my mind because you actually like it, you you have such a complex mind you're not boring you're not a ham sam you are like a um turkey with avocado but also like some jalapenos in there taco yeah you're not even a sandwich you're right you're like a taco or a wrap you're a taco (laughs) 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 i pointed to my vagina because i'm weird um yeah but no that that really does frustrate me because you you do have it but i understand because in this day and age voicing that side of like dark humor that's kind of branding yourself as that like i branded myself with my dark humor and me like pushing the line and all of that but you have branded yourself in this um, like you are like the insta baddie and i know that you uh, you might not agree with me we can talk about that but you have a brand and your brand like saying like ha, let's eat a dead baby isn't funny like to your brand it could be damaging to your brand and she never said that by the way it was just me um, cause I'm, I'm just joking. Like I take things too far a lot. Like, sorry. It's, oh my God. Demi. Um, <laughs> we do that together though. Yeah. Like you do have like a funny sense of humor and a dark sense of humor to where we can joke about this kind of stuff. Is there any part of you that uh, your brand is so successful, but is there any part of you that kind of wishes you would have gone a funny route with it instead of like a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe your route. It's, it's kind of just like um, pleasant, pleasant route. Pleasant. I think the show edited me with a pleasant route. I was myself the whole time on the show. They didn't. They don't show anything. But like Demi and I, we were roomies in every single country that we ended up in, and we were just always goofing around, like just being a bunch of idiots in the best way possible. And so I actually wasn't sure how they were going to edit me. And, it, it, you know, it's weird. I feel like the show kind of branded me. One of the biggest things I get now is, like, if they do follow me. I'm not saying I'm, like, this great, hilarious, awesome person. Honestly. You are. In stop. person, you are. In person, I'm way funnier. Like, talking on something like this where I know everybody's listening to everything I'm saying, I have to, like, train myself to be, like, who cares? But, like, that that's why you crush this because you're just, like, 
you're so confident with it. But, you know, on the show, it branded me as something and I have to kind of like the girl I have next to balance door. both. Yeah, I have to balance both because I'm like, people think I'm this, but then maybe that's something I want to seem like I am. But also, hey, I'll say kind of twisted stuff sometimes too. And not even twisted, but just like, you know, just a different level of humor and I know we keep talking about humor but I feel like it's such a big part in both of our lives where we both just constantly like we were saying this earlier if I don't have a few good good belly laughs a day then I'm not hanging around the right people I'm just not and it's so important to me it's that's how my mom is it's important to you and I don't know you know it's just it's a big part of everything so maybe I just wasn't branded the way that I was hoping I would be Okay, that that makes sense. They definitely did brand you because they definitely like portrayed you as like the girl next door, uh, which I mean, it worked out in your favor because you're crushing it out there. But I think it's funny because we were talking about this too earlier about how they never showed our friendship. Like Hannah, like I know people think me and Hannah B were like besties, which we were and stuff. But like me and Hannah G were actual like inseparable yeah, and it it would be like on the on the airplane or on the bus ride there or like anything like that they never had the cameras out. That's when we would just like totally buddy up and like act the fool. Yeah, I took care of Hannah. Like I so in Singapore we had this crazy moment yes. where oh, uh, so Singapore was the first place we traveled to and there was we thought there was like one room and so they took us to like this nice beautiful penthouse suite and there was all these cots everywhere there were cots in every room and then there was like one bed or something but so everyone started claiming all these cots and beds and i was like well shit i don't have one somebody gave me a cot by the way like they were like oh hannah this is your cot and i was like okay because all these people were fighting over which cot was closest to the bigger bathroom in this giant room or whatever it's super weird anyways it was really weird. Like, people were fighting over cots and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't claim one. Uh-oh. And they were like, the producers were like, oh, it's okay. Like, uh, Demi, we'll, you'll go into the other room then. And Hannah was like, well, I'll go with you. And I was like, okay, cool. And I thought we were going to be sleeping in some random room. But I was like, Demi's not going by herself. So I don't have a cot. Who cares? Like, I'm going with Demi. She's a real one. And so we thought we were going to be going to, like, a room that was, like, way worse than what we had just seen and little did we know they took us up to our room and it was the most gorgeous room it was no cots in sight we had a king size bed and we had a whole freaking kitchen everything living room balconies best view we had the best room there and everyone who stole all the cots was so jealous. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is yeah, my karma. Room. Karma, baby. Yeah. Karma's is, a thing. This is karma, because whenever I asked to sleep on the couch, they said that couch is for everyone to use. And I was like, well, OK. So then everybody got to see this amazing room. So then after that, that's whenever we decided because we lived so well together because yeah. we just like did. We never I mean, I've never been in a fight with Hannah. I've never been mad at Hannah. Ever. And even like when the cameras are there or not there at all, it was like we would just like, I feel like it was a chance for both of us to kind of like separate from everything. Like we weren't talking about all the random shit going on and this TV show. Like we didn't care about it. It was just more like 
real life moments where we just like hang out, goof around, joke around. And then when cameras come back on, then we'll talk about whatever. But like, it, and she would even, Demi was amazing on this show, by the way. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it before, but she'd be like, I think tomorrow I'm going to like, you know, kind of mess with this person a little bit. And I'd be like, do it. Just go for it. But I was like, but make sure it's not like perceived as like totally evil. But like I say, you just go for it. And she was like, oh, I'm totally going to do it. And it was, she would scheme things, but it was not anything crazy, but it was strategic and genius. And I appreciated it because I can never do it. I would do it. I would, I would say you should totally do it. I would like motivate her to, but I was like too scared to do it on my own. Um, which was just beautiful. I, I mean, even in that beautiful bedroom in Singapore, I watched you take a poop. There was no do- doors on that beautiful, nice bathroom. Like there we were just it. homies in there. It was great. There was no doors. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, like Hannah was, you were my biggest supporter. I am obsessed with meal kits. It makes making food so much easier on me. I recently tried HelloFresh for the first time. I don't know what took me so long. I love getting fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to my door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. They make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. HelloFresh is so delicious and there are so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. HelloFresh saves time and cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can have a prepared meal in about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. I love that. Taking steps to better the environment is huge for me. That's one thing that drew me to HelloFresh. Their carbon footprint is 25% lower than your store-bought grocery-made meals. They are flexible and fit your lifestyle. You can even keep your fridge extra stocked by adding additional proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. Yummy! HelloFresh is also committed to giving back. They have donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year they are stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. I have missed Southern food so much, and I crave it all the time. That's why one of my favorite go-to meals from HelloFresh is their country chicken and honey butter biscuits. Absolutely delicious and a taste of home. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Demi80 and use code Demi80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that's H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H dot com slash Demi80 for $80 off your first box. Oh my gosh, tell that story. Tell that story. I totally forgot about that. Okay, so we're in Singapore, right? And we're roommates. It's the best thing ever. We're spray tanning all over these poor sheets, having a good time, whatever. And the producers are like, okay, we have to get some B-roll, which B-roll is just extra footage where you're like looking out of the window, whatever. And they were like, you guys have to be ready, all this stuff. Me and Demi, of course, we're not ready. Like we're jet lagged. We're tired. We're lazy. Uh we're just the last people to get ready for everything. Who cares? And the producers are walking around looking for us. They thought we were in the other room. I don't know what the deal was, but for some reason they were like looking for us and we knew it. So we went and hut- hid under the bed or was it under the sheets. 
It was under the covers. Oh, yes. We hide under fluffy. the covers. It was a very fluffy bed. And we both lay completely flat and we can hear them walking around looking for us. And we were both dying laughing. <laughs> like literally like peeing our pants under the covers because they're like, have you guys seen Hannah and Demi? And I felt like I was four years old again. Like, I don't even know what the deal was, but we were both just dying laughing. And I had my diary with me and I said, me and Demi are hiding under the covers right now. Hopefully we don't get caught. BRB. Bye. Like, it was just like something stupid. And it was just amazing. And they never found us. They ended up giving up, getting distracted by some type of weird, crazy drama. And then I had, you know, an extra hour to do my eyeliner. It was one of my favorite memories ever from the show because we were literally hiding from them and we were hiding in plain sight. We like they, they didn't see two lumps laying on the bed and they were trying to find us so hard. And I remember you journaling too in there. Tell them oh my gosh, speaking of your journal, tell them about um something you wrote in your journal that I said about Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> so my journal wasn't you know how they show like extra footage or b-roll or whatever of people writing in their diary sweet like you know sentimental i've never talked about this before uh like sentimental moments my entire journal was bullet points of like production type things that i found interesting or funny quotes basically all from demi and one time (laughs) we were like it was like we were all talking and hanging out and Demi was sitting there and Chris Harrison came in at a random time and he left and then she was talking to me about it and she was like I can't believe Chris Harrison's bitch ass walked in here and just told us to get ready for something like it was the funniest thing like it it's like just the way she approaches everybody I was like and she was being I'm sure you were probably being filmed or mic'd but you didn't give a damn and I love Chris Harrison so much, but like we that's, love Chris Harrison, but it's a was, term of endearment for me. It was. I was like Chris Harrison. No, I think we were waiting on him or something. And I was oh, like, we're he, all sitting. Yeah, it, we were waiting for him. That's what it was. <laughs> and you're like, like when is Chris, Chris Harrison's bitch ass gonna walk in here? <laughs> and that's when I was like, we're gonna be friends. Actually, the first one of the first nights, I knew we were gonna be friends. I knew we were gonna be just fine. I was totally intimidated by you, like extremely intimidated by you night one. And then by like the second night, I was like, oh, I get it. Like she gets it. We get it. Like this is it. We're good. Can you, do you have like a specific memory of whenever you thought that? Like I love hearing like how people perceive me because I'm um, self obsessed. (laughs) No, me too. Yeah. Like like everyone like this. Yeah. Um, one time you came up to me and you were like, so I think I'm going to like put a robe on and do like a little like spa night with Colton and like kind of walk in on Tracy or something like this. And you were dying. She was dying laughing. She couldn't keep it together. She's like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be gold. And I was like, oh. I was like, whoa, that's like really cool. Like you should just totally do it. Like who cares? Like I just thought it was so badass that she would like do it. And I, it's like I forgot that I was on a TV show all the time. But. It, it just for some reason I was like that's when I was like whoa like we're on the bachelor like this is like the drama they want like I love this I was like you should totally go for it like just do it and she was like I'm gonna totally do it it's amazing that's when I knew like we'd be good because you weren't doing it in a mean way like some people are like on that show they're like actually just rude and gross but Demi would kind of like scheme it up because she was like ooh, well, like just mix things up a little bit nothing too much but definitely gonna push the limits to entertain some peeps and she did. It was an iconic moment. I watched it and I was like, I heard ever all the behind the scenes for this. This is I was ready for it. It's because like you get in this um, competitive environment, and so some of the girls like 
really show their ass because it's like a competition humans in general like we just get very competitive like or some people do some people don't but this is like everyone's pretty much competitive for the most part you definitely weren't but a lot of people were i don't know what i'm saying but i wasn't worried about competing for a guy to like me the most like i went into it thinking like I'm going to make sure people remember who I am because I love that. That gave me chills for some reason. Me too. Why? It's, it's deeper than people would think. Exactly. It's not just you going out there. Like we both come from like the South and very just, you know, like average, like your everyday kind of like lives and stuff. So, I mean, we were both even like wigging out over like seeing the Hollywood sign. And I remember on the bus and just, you know, it's just so many moments of just like it, just how, insane we knew that it was you couldn't tell from the way they edited it but a lot of the times i feel like we were just like dude like this is beyond like we would even go into the stores and everybody would buy stuff and me and demi were like no we're not gonna buy anything <laughs> like whenever we could randomly go out and go shopping with like producers so it's like funny that it, like we knew how insane of a experience it was it and was you really you took every single moment up in that I, I mean, I, I like, did. I definitely just, like, capitalized on it. And I yeah, was like, you did. I know what I'm doing here. And it ain't about Colton. I'm sorry. It's not. I mean, towards the end, of course, like, you get so far into where, uh, and you have, like, a lot of production, like, in your head. Like, you love him. You're falling in love with him. And I was like, am I? And I was like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. And they were like, you are. Been there. <laughs> Been there. And it just gets, you really do get into like a weird mentality during that. But like whenever I went into it, I was like, oh no, I'm here. So people know who Demi is and I'm not going to let them forget it. And uh, a lot of people kind of like branded me as like having this like, I mean, I'm definitely branded as being like this crazy, like re I'm so real, like I'm so this, like I'm, I say whatever I mean and all that stuff. And like, I do do that. But a lot of it was definitely like Hannah was saying, like I was planning it and I was yeah. like, Hannah, like, should I do this? Like, what do that, you think? This guess is what? Idea? That doesn't happen in real life. Demi comes here, like we're at the lake right now with Dylan's family and like, she's so respectful and loves sparking conversation. Like I can tell from Demi, like if somebody feels awkward in a conversation or somebody's not talking to them, Demi's the one who gets up, goes out of her way and says something to people. And you don't pick that stuff up on TV. And it's very important because I'm, I'm like that, but like, especially you, the fact that you're branded a little bit opposite of not opposite, but just it really amped up on just a few small things that you're like, let's go. Like, I don't know. That show just doesn't, totally perceive who you are as a person I mean, me too with a lot of people a lot of people come off that they're like guess what and guess what there's not enough you know time in the day to show really truly how somebody is that's why people get so close with the bachelor or the bachelorette because there's more show time and they can see their feelings and who they are but going on that i mean you don't have any idea of anybody on that show no you don't and it makes me so mad whenever people do like call you like vanilla or something because mm -hmm. I'm like she is one of like the most non-vanilla people I know and one of the most intelligent people I've ever met because you, you get it and you're very socially intelligent too like I know you said that I go out of my way to like make people comfortable but you do it just as much I don't know I, I would like to say that Overall, I feel 
like we're pretty just woke as people and I'm not even complimenting us, but just being in different social settings. I, anytime me and Demi are out somewhere or with a group of people, I find that we kind of just like, we kind of like navigate towards each other because we just get it. Like we get what's going on. And sometimes you have conversations with people and you can tell they're just totally not with it. But me and Demi, we're pretty with it for the most part. A lot of the time, I think. I agree with that. Like, does that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah, we're dipshits. <laughs> we like to joke around and say that we're dipshits, but we like joke about it because I, I very, very, and so does Hannah. We have self-deprecating humor in our humor category. Self-deprecation is one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because we both will say something like self-deprecating. And all the people around us are like, no, don't say that. And I'm like, no, you don't understand how funny I thought that was. Like, right. I actually don't think that we I'm a dipshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just have to. I'm like, I just, I have to joke about it because I find it hilarious. And like, we get it. Like, you know, whenever you meet somebody in your life and they resonate with your personality so well and you appreciate the things that come out of their mouth and like me and her can literally joke about anything because I think it's. I think it's a way of coping, maybe like just like the insanity that is life. Yeah. And just being like, let's laugh about it. Let's laugh about life, you know? Yeah. And it's it's very refreshing whenever you find someone like that. So like Hannah G and I's relationship was very underrated and it was not ever portrayed. It was not ever talked about. And she's one of my favorite people I've ever met. Literally, I if not you. my favorite, you might be. You might be mine. No. Me? Yeah. And <laughs> literal me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do need to confront you really quick. Um, this can either be aired or not. But about that one time that you and Colton had a breakup, I felt for for that and everything. But you know good and well I don't go on TV without my face on. And she busted in my bedroom. I was dead ass asleep. And I see all these cameras walking in. And I was like, oh, God. If you don't see me in that scene, it's because I was trying to get out of the damn frame. Because I knew I looked terrible. And I felt so bad because I didn't want her to leave. Obviously, it was like a sad moment. like, And I felt it. But like... I saw these cameras walk in at 3 a.m. And I, I do, I'm not good without mascara and my eyebrows. And I was like, this is, Demi, this is not the time and place. We should have waited till the morning. I should have just gone at the rose ceremony. But I think we were that- roommates. She walked in my room to say bye. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I, I literally, I should have waited till the rose ceremony. But um, the producers were like really, really pushing me to go to his room. And I was like, you guys really want me to go to his room? And they were like... Yeah, if he doesn't know how serious you are about him, like, you could go home. And I was like, what? And I, uh, I like, that was the first time I looked at my producer and I was like, am I going home? And he was like, I don't want you to. And uh-oh. I was like, I'm <laughs> And so then <laughs> I went there, gave him the spiel, and I came, like, and then I had to leave right after that. And we had been waiting on the rain because it was raining in Vietnam. And so we were waiting all night for the rain to stop so I could go over there so they could film me walking like an idiot with my arms like doing something weird. Do you remember that little yeah. gym? <laughs> me walking like a complete and utter dumbass. Like, <laughs> why were they floating? 
<laughs> we're like balloons <laughs> because you know okay we talk about this too like how you feel like everybody's looking at you like i just <laughs> oh, always yes. assume it's an anxiety thing you just assume people are always looking at you well this was cameras a moment don't help it <laughs> yeah, cameras, this- cameras on the bachelor don't help that whole situation <laughs> as soon as the camera's on me i'm acting like a damn freak for hours i was all the cameras there was like oh, several camera people on me and i was like Never. okay so people are actually looking at me right now and i was trying to walk like not weird and then i ended up walking the weirdest way i've ever walked in my life with my arms <laughs> oh my god and um shit where was i going oh yeah and so then whenever i was going back <laughs> i remember you pull your hair to the i would pull my hair to the front i was like <laughs> well just got dumped i and now i gotta pack my suitcase and i gotta get the hell out of here and so they were like go up there and wake up hannah and i was like oh no she's not gonna like this <laughs> oh no it's three twenty four a.m and i see all these cameras barging in dead ass asleep literally it's the first time i've slept in a month completely sleeping demi walks in and i was like oh the lights turn on the cameras are on me and i was like oh no 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 she knows me better than this i'm so sorry she knows me better than this um but i felt really bad <laughs> but as soon as those cameras left that room i was like this is it did i put something in your bag did i write you a note um you I well, it said note, right? it said it was from Triple H. It was like from you, Hannah and Heather, I guess, or maybe it was just you and um, Hannah B. And it was uh, I don't know who wrote it, but it, it said uh, well. The note, honestly, oh, no. it felt good to find it, but when I read the message, I thought it was rather shallow because I am a deep person. What did it say? Like love you, miss you. No, it said, um, "Don't let anyone ever dull your sparkle" or something like that. And I oh was my God, like, "Wait, I swear to God, I think I wrote that." And I think I wrote it at like four a.m. It's understandable. I mean, either way, the note, the gesture look, was very valued in my heart. I, look, but I would have done way better. I, so we, we had to side note: we had to like oh, yeah, pack her random stuff in her bag, which is so depressing. And why is that my job? Hello, it's four a.m. I'm trying to sleep. Literally, like I packed one suitcase. I had one suitcase packed, I think. Yeah, and then they had to pack my entire other suitcase. So we're, I was like going around grabbing all the stuff because it's so weird. They sent you home. Like, what? What if she forgets some stuff? But I remember I like had to write a small little note, and or I didn't have to. I just I wanted to just so like she could open it and see it. And I definitely would say something like that. I was like, what's the most Pinterest thing I can find in my brain right now? Because I literally lost all brain cells. I don't even know where I am right now. Like I'm jet lagged. And I absolutely wrote that. And I'm sorry. I will write you a better note to make up for it. Thank you. I get if I saw that, I would tear it in shreds. Well, I don't want to sound ungrateful because like the gesture. I was ungrateful for you waking me up. So you go for it. No, the gesture was so amazing. But like I saw that there was a note whenever I got home to Texas and I was like, my my eyes were welling up with tears. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she wrote me a note. And I was so excited to open it oh and God, see I something so that. deep. And I was like, don't let anyone ever dull your sparkle or something like that. And I was like, who the f- wrote this? And I was like, why were they so insincere? But I was like, Demi, don't be ungrateful. Like, that's so sweet. They even went out of their way to write you a note. I was like, but they couldn't write anything that wasn't on Pinterest. Uh, yeah that's like something that's hung up in like a bedroom somewhere that's it that's a hobby lobby phrase i'll say it 
<laughs> no, but I really did appreciate that there was a note at all because like I um I wasn't ready. No, I get it. And it it still made me feel good. I just wanted to have like a bawling my eyes out moment. I guess I'm being selfish where I wanted everyone to like write everything they loved about me or something weird, you know? Like not weird at all. Like just something selfish and I but I did like the note really it still got to me and that's another thing leaving the show the majority of the time you're not actually sad about leaving the bachelor you're sad because all your friends are like you're not around all these new friends that you made you're not at camp anymore the craziest summer camp of your entire life that's gonna possibly just change the way you view things and change how every single human in the world well Every single human that watches it. Oh, God. No, no. Where am I going with this? I sound terrible. No, you don't. Um, but it's going to change the way they view of you. So, you you know, it, it's a heavy and you learn you learn a lot. Of, sorry. You learn a lot about yourself. It's a heavy, like, process to go through. And you kind of get publicly broken up with, which is, I mean, honestly – sucks but also the 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 friendships that you make is like it's way bigger it's way bigger for me it was even the friendships (laughs) you see me i was i was i was sad all my friends were leaving i was literally sitting there every week and i was like well shit all my friends are just leaving me like i didn't even realize what was going on i just noticed my friends were leaving every week and i was sad about that i cried more then than i did when i was broken up with it, it's really hard like you you don't think about well I knew I wasn't going anywhere for a while because I was like they need my entertainment and I have I'm clearly the one that they're possibly portraying as like the villain or whatever and I was very aware of that <laughs> like I'm not an idiot like I knew what they were trying to do with me and I was like listen I'll let you do it because I want to be remembered and so I knew I was sticking around for a while and then whenever it was like I could tell they were pushing me out, I was like, "Oh no, they're they're getting not rid ready of me." To take it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What y'all are gonna? Yeah, it's my time now. I don't want my phone back." I know. I was like, "No, no, no! Keep on giving me free vacations in every country in Asia and like telling me what to do because I'm not good at being an adult." But the the biggest heartbreak I think a lot of people can relate to that have been on the show is the heartbreak of not being in that environment anymore with all of your friends, all of your girls, all the people you have created these beautiful friendships with. And I could not be more grateful for everything that they gave me with that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks. Like there's different opinions of me. My, some of my family's embarrassed by me. You know, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs, but like, I don't care because I know like, I would not be where I am without the show. And I appreciate that. And I wouldn't know the people that I know now. Like I wouldn't be here in Wisconsin with you having the best week of my life without the show. Like seriously. And Hannah, you're like the greatest friend. Like I'm telling you, I can't get mad at her. Like she does nothing wrong. She is an angel, but she's also a demented angel because she has this sick sense of humor that I relate to and love so much. You're the best. You're the best. Demi's the shit. And if you're in Demi's circle, you're in it. And you're good. And it's it's not even... I'm not going to say it's not hard to be in your circle, but, like, you don't ask for much. It's not like 
you have this very insane circle of people. But like you just want some respect, some laughs, some love, and a good time. And other than that, you got your trust. And that's really cool. And the people that have her trust, you have the utmost ever trust ever. Hannah, you're so cute. I just want people to laugh with me. Just laugh with me. Just, just laugh. And let's be stupid together. You've probably heard me talk about Brooklyn before. They're the home of the internet's favorite sheets. But their towels? Also super incredible. Their towels make me feel a little extra bougie. And with varying levels of plushness, your dream towel is waiting to wrap you up. I've been looking for ways to turn my bathroom into a miniature spa. And these Brooklyn towels have been helping me find my zen. I'm trying to get in a better habit of showering more since I find myself slacking on personal hygiene while we stay at home. Yikes, I know. But Brooklyn and towels are so plush and cozy that it's motivating me. Their towels are like my accountability partner to bathe more. It's perfectly fine to stay in your towel all day after you shower. Sometimes I will just stay with a towel in my hair until I'm ready to shower again. It's called efficiency. And with Brooklyn and towels, they make it comfortable to do so. Brooklinen is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home, including ultra soft towels. They're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Use promo code DEMI for 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com with promo code DEMI. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Hey guys, Jessica Nixon here from the hit podcast, Now What? And this week I welcome Kaj Larson and Amaryllis Fox from Netflix's hit show, The Business of Drugs. Take a listen. Big pharma as, a, as a, an industry is out of control. And the, the perception that drug abuse and enrichment from drug abuse is a problem that, um, you know, is restricted to the shadows and is kind of the drug dealer on the corner um, was one of the things that I think we really wanted to challenge because the reality is that the drug dealer at the pill mill or uh, the pharmaceutical company that's putting these ads on TV, knowing that, uh, you know, all of the addictive properties are there, um, are actually doing far more damage than any street corner peddler could have the scale or capability to do. So don't miss Now What? This Wednesday and every Wednesday on Podcast One. So, on another note, thank you for that again. That was really sweet. I love you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> See, that's a, that's the kind of dipshit humor that I love right there. <laughs> I feel like we, we haven't even gotten started on this yet. <laughs> I know, like, that was the intro. So that's the intro, everyone. <laughs> Buckle up. I know you might be about to go to sleep, working out, taking a runner in your car, but <laughs> but here we go. Buckle up. It gets better. No, I really want to talk about um, your relationship because I'm just checking the time. I want to talk about your relationship because I just got out of a very dysfunctional relationship and toxic, unhealthy relationship. And I, I know I saw you and Dylan fall in love in paradise. And that's something that I really value in my heart, like watching y'all do that because it's and also Dylan, by the way, uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world, too, because he gets the humor. He gets it. You know, like he can 
we can be all dark and weird, but it's funny. And uh, he's just incredible. And to see two of my favorite people blend together like a perfect strawberry banana smoothie. Which one am I? Strawberry. Okay. Yeah. Because you, strawberries are red and bananas look like penises. That's what I was thinking, too. He's a banana. You're a strawberry. <laughs> Sorry, I have to stop with the oh, baby voice. Anyways. I do the baby voice around Hannah the most because I just think she's the cutest thing in the world. Um, I, I do it to my cats and to Hannah. So I'll well, take it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so watching two of my friends come together like this and... I thought that that was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, they're amazing. And I was like, I wonder how it's going to be a year from now. And now it is it's over a year from now since I saw this all go down and I'm observing their relationship. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is a healthy relationship. This is love. Like, this is what it looks like. This is how you are genuinely happy with your person. And so I want to ask you. Well, I want to compliment your relationship, but I also want to ask you, do you have any advice for the listeners about how to make like how to have a healthy relationship or things to look for to have a healthy relationship? Like what what is your advice? Because I mean, this is so beautiful for you all. Like, I just want to know what you have to say. Um, I think like maybe just like going on Bachelor in Paradise and you know, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I know it's okay. I totally get it. No. Um, I'm looking at him right now. He's like right outside the window. So he's like watching his friends. He looks play. so cute. So I know. He's such a sweet little bean. Um, I don't think you should ever want to change the person that you're with. And... I'm not saying I know everything about relationships, but I have gotten a pretty good taste of a really good one, which I'm so lucky for. And I, even if I talk about it too much, I'll get emotional just because he's just such a good guy. But like find somebody that supports the, the most raw, exact a hundred percent version of you because and everybody says that, but like, like, I, I don't know, like Dill accepts every single version of me and that's on a good day and that's on a bad day. And if I have a bad day, he says, oh, well, she, she's just, it's not like he's mad at me. He's just more like, oh, Hannah, like is having a hard day today. So let's talk through it. And I try my best to do the same with him, but you can't change a personality. You can't change a person. You have to take it for what it is. And most of the time, like when you get a few glimpses, guess what? That's how it is. There's not going to be a way to change it. And I feel like a lot of people go through that so much, which is really sad. But, you know, I've I've just never been able to be in the spot where I can feel like I can totally be 100% myself and just feel like I can say all the goofy things I can say, say all the inappropriate things that I say, have the hard days and the days where I'm not hannah g would all these people think because honestly i'm not like that anyways and dill loves every second of it and accepts every second of it and that's why i'm with dill too and i think that that alone at least for us has been 
so special. And that's why I'm with my friends. If your friends have a bad day, you know they're having a bad day. Don't accept any friends who are going to judge you. I mean, yeah, there's normal feelings of, oh, this is going on forever or, oh, this is annoying. But, like, don't surround yourself with people that don't love the most raw version of you. It's not worth it. It's not. I think one of the most beautiful things about you is your forgiveness. Like you're saying, like you're having a bad day. I forgive you for having a bad day, even though you didn't even say it. I forgive you because I understand what it's like to have a bad day. And a lot of people, they forget that they have these emotions too. And they feel these ways sometimes. And they're so critical of the other person, friendships, relationships. And it's like, we're humans and we're going through shit. And like, not every day is good. And some days like... I mean, I'm, I'm the same exact way. I forgive people all the time in in a healthy way because it's like we don't know what we're doing. We might pretend like we do, but at the end of the day, nobody knows what the f- we're doing. All these people that aren't even in Los Angeles or like these really cool areas, which I was in a very normal area of town, whatever. But like. Just so everybody knows, people, you'll even go out in LA and you see all these people like acting like they know what's up, but you can tell they're terrified inside. You can tell they're like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to stare at me if I put my hair behind my ear or like I have to do this face. You can, you, you'll even talk to people and you can tell they're just like so overly like judging everything that they do so that other people are like pleased by it. But guess what? That's not realistic. Like. It's not. We're all just like, you got to do you. And at some point in the day, like at some point in time, you have to say, you know, the joke is absolutely on me if I'm doing what everybody else in here wants me to do. So joke's on you if you're not doing it. And I think that my mom told me that. And I love that quote. It's a good one. I love that too. It's so true. Like we were talking about that earlier today. Like it's... It's, uh, you can, you can worry about like what you're doing all day long and think about like, do I look stupid doing this? Do I look stupid when I pick up my fork? Do I look stupid when I take a drink out of my drink? Like trying to be perfect. When I'm walking to go confront (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Do I look stupid walking? Because that's how, how insecure I am. Guess what? (laughs) It shows. (laughs) And and if I would have just walked without thinking about it, it would have looked normal. But no, it's like at the end of the day, my life is too short for me to not enjoy every second I possibly can of it. Of course, hardships will come up. And of course, you know, conflictions will arise. (laughs) Conflicts. (laughs) Not conflictions. Maybe that's a word. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, but I have no clue. <laughs> Ganache. It sounded fine for me. <laughs> but Ganache. it's like life is too short for you to focus for everyone to focus so much on how other people are perceiving you and just do whatever you would do. Just be normal. Like not normal. I hate that. I hate that I say that. Just be yourself. And whenever I say be yourself, I don't mean have an identity that you like label yourself as. I mean just like do whatever your human body is naturally doing and whatever comes out of your brain, like as long as it's not offensive or hurtful and stuff, like say it, 
Don't be scared of people. And it's something I tell myself every day and I have to work on because I do care a lot about what people think. And it's unfortunate that we do that. But it's so much better to enjoy life and also surround yourself with people who enjoy you and appreciate you and people who make you feel like you can do that. You don't have to filter yourself around them unless it's offensive again or inappropriate. And inappropriate, I mean like, bad inappropriate not funny inappropriate but that just one's fine <laughs> but yeah just to like exist and people who appreciate your existence like that is cool and i have been surrounding myself with a lot of people lately uh like you know the past few months i've been surrounding myself with people who don't do that for me and it's been very painful and it's been very hard. And then I come here. Hannah and Dylan randomly asked me to come to the Lake House in Wisconsin. And I'm like, yeah, I'm negative for Corona. I'm coming. Like, I I need to do something because I need a change of pace. Also, don't be afraid to have a change of pace. Switch it up. Do something crazy and spontaneous like this. And I've been around people this, like, past week. And I'm like... This is how I should feel. This is these are the kind of people I should be around. People who make me feel good about myself and make me feel wanted. So I'm not worried about do these people want me here? Do they not want me here? Yeah. You you have to embrace people for who they truly are. And if you're not, then it's either it's just not working or you're not gonna be friends with them. And Demi does that very well. Very accepting, very, very kind person. And anybody who listens to this, if you guys were friends with Demi or you met her in real life, you would ever, you would either, you would either totally not get her humor or you'd be totally woke and with it. And you, and Demi would talk the highest of you ever and just totally have your back with anything. And that's something I really appreciate about Demi. And people don't see that a lot. Thanks, Han. Yeah. People think I'm... You're welcome. (laughs) People people really do think that I'm an asshole. And I'm like, I I can be because I make a joke that's too far. But that's really all that I do as far as being an asshole. Like, I will say something that might hurt your feelings. But if you told me it hurt your feelings, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I took it too far. Like, I didn't mean to do that. I am so self-deprecating that... Maybe I I feel like everybody is self-deprecating, so then I make fun of other people, and then it hurts their feelings, and I'm like, uh-oh. I, I think comedians do that. I should probably I think you be, might a comedian. be a comedian. <laughs> and I think it's just totally a thing. And at some point, we got to stop caring so much about what people think. And I'm honestly the one that I should be taking advice from. Like I honestly care so much what people think it's way easier said than done, but I love talking through it and like having a little like motive or like a motivational speech. Um, just, to, you know, remind me of that and being around Demi, I'll probably go back and I'll just, you know, be a little, I'll push the limits for a week when I get home. And if that's the case, show us your tits. It, let's do it. <laughs> no, it's, it's been very, very, very refreshing to be around you. Like, it's, it brought me out of a very dark place. Aww. Seriously. Like, I needed this. I love I you. I need you. <laughs> God. I love you. I love you so much. It's been the best week ever. It really has. I never want to go home. Um, so, 
I want to ask you another question that I have for you. What? Tell me and the listeners. What? What's the question? What? Tell me and the listeners about how you really felt in the moment and post moment about getting broken up with by Colton. Ooh, okay. And be honest about it. I'm always honest with Demi. That's right. Okay. Reflecting back, I was like, totally in the moment, right? Like, you kind of just question your judgment a little bit. And why is that though? You have to get so wrapped up in it. You just, you get wrapped up in all of this stuff. And at some point you look up and you realize that, all my me I'll say it like all my friends were gone I had somehow made it to the end we had a good decent connection and 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 really that's all I had you know what I mean like we had a few dates like what two dates I actually didn't even have a date one week like so I thought he was a good guy and I don't want it to be like a shit on Colton thing because he was nice and stuff but Truthfully, I didn't feel like I really knew him. And I think a small part of me was like relieved. And maybe it was because the connection wasn't there, which he obviously agreed because I wasn't the one who was chosen at the end. But like he said it and I was obviously upset, but it was more of like a poor me kind of thing instead of like, I don't know, instead of me wondering like why he broke up with me like it just made sense I don't know does that make sense no it totally makes sense because like I felt uh the same way I think a lot of not the same way because you obviously had a your relationship with him escalated further than mine but it was definitely like I don't know this dude at all and why am I now being convinced I mean, that how I'm much in further falling did, in love with them? How much further did mine go, truthfully, than yours, right? I mean, so, you had a one-on-one. Well, the one-on-one, we were barely able to, like, hang out. Like, we had all these scenes, and we barely talked, and I felt like it was a little, like, robotic. Like I know a lot of, a lot of contestants on our season said that he was a robot. Because, like, you really... you you. You couldn't connect with him very well. Well, and what I would, I would tell him, I was like, I don't want to talk to the bachelor Colton. I want to talk to like the real Colton. Like, cause there's this weird, I, I don't know if every season's like that. Hopefully not. Because if that's the case, that's like kind of crazy. But like, I just remember being like, I, for some reason I keep making it another week or something (laughs) and i don't know why but because you're amazing and wonderful and hannah godwin but no i just i don't know i just like i was sad but i was more sad of the entire life-changing pivotal moment of my life coming to an end plus being broken up with it hurts because you kind of in this moment where you're like oh like maybe rejection maybe this is going to be it or, or or what but you see these cameras and people are talking about it and the producers and and we love the producers but you know they they have to do their, do their job and you didn't know so i'm like am i being portrayed like what's going on and i just i know it wouldn't have ever worked which really really like 
uh, as soon as I got off the show, I knew that it was never going to work and it was never going to be us. It hits you whenever you get home. As soon as I got home and I almost felt like I was, I don't know if I was putting on an act or what, but you're kind of forced into the situation of people being like, oh my gosh, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And I've never been somebody who was like very into like getting super engaged young. Like I know a lot of my friends do in Birmingham and that's totally cool, but I was never one of those people. So I always just felt like uncomfortable and like telling my family like, like, yeah, I was in love, but maybe it was warped and I've never been like that. I've always been so sure of every decision I'm making, especially people I let in, but reflecting back or at least having that versus paradise where I had dill, it was totally different cases in totally different scenarios. I, t- I totally know what you mean. Does that make sense? If I say totally again, please stop. Totally. <laughs> totally, dude. No, I really do get what you mean because uh, like we do, we love the producers. They are our friends, but we also know they have a job to do. So they do have an alternate agenda and part of their agenda is to be human and like just be our friends and stuff and like not even their agenda. That's just like who they are. But then the alternate agenda is them having to convince us of something that's going to make good TV and be make it a show about love and stuff like that. So and our secrets aren't always safe, which is painful and learning as a human where it's such a big deal. Is you know what? There's people that go through way crazier things, right? But I'm I'm just speaking from our perspective where it was such a crazy overnight like life-changing transition kind of like you get so close with these people and you just realize that like these sacred moments and secrets that you might have with friends on the show whether you're chatting and they air it or in a relationship or just how you feel in an interview like they're not bad people but it's it's hard that like you see that it's viewed on tv and even when like i was naked on tv but basically, yeah, the scenarios were different between Dylan and I and Colton and I. And I think a part of me was just, you know, just like you, you feel different. You can't have people force your feelings on you. And I learned that. And sometimes you go on TV and things are so rushed and that's the case. Yeah. And also like in Paradise, like you and Dylan had so much more time together and like on The Bachelor, you get barely any time with the lead. Even if you do get a one-on-one, like, you have disclosed. Like, you don't really get that much time, and you're not allowed to have a lot of these conversations. Can and you it- imagine going on one date, hanging out with a guy who's dating multiple other people? Let's be real, right? And then being expected to say yes to an engagement after one to two dates that were filmed. <laughs> No. Everybody acts like it's some wild, crazy secret. I'll say it. I'm off contract. Whatever. <laughs> Love all of you guys. But let's be real. Within four weeks, it's a little wacky. I hung out with Dill every day in paradise. And we weren't competing against anything weird towards the end of the show or after the first episode, whatever. But on this main show, it's a little wacky. Whoever can. And, and there's people that do find their soulmates. And I know that that's such a thing. I found Dill throughout this whole craziness. And that's really cool. And sometimes you just find that person. But let's be real. Like all these fans have an, an entirely like 
warped and twisted perspectives on how these relationships work when really like they would be telling their friends after a few dates like hold off for a sec then people get so mad over why somebody didn't say yes to an engagement or whatever you know it's so true like it's going on the main show like paradise i think is different because like we said like you get more time with them and you actually can have like normal conversations and it's not as competitive and as humans we are very competitive we're a competitive species like species (laughs) species i'm actually not sure how to say that word but we're competitive so if i'm in a room with a bunch of other people a bunch of other women and we're competing for somebody i am now my drive is to obtain that person because i'm competing and it's literally considered a competition show and so like not only am i competing I'm not getting hardly any time with this person. I don't know who this person is, actually. I haven't had the tough conversations because you don't get to have those. You have the conversations that the producers think are good ones, which, yeah, we love the, we love the producers. They are amazing. We keep saying that because we're actually friends with them. We are. We are, we we are, are actually, actually literally friends. friends with them. And they're probably going to like be like, what the f*** did me after this? But it's like you're like I'm everything is being approved of. I'm not having like a real conversation with this dude i can't be like so you know uh what's your favorite sex position or like do you believe that there's an afterlife you know like you can't ask the real things because you're trying to help your friends make good tv now you know like my producer friends i'm like i'm trying to help my friends make good tv and also i want to make good tv so i can be remembered like, it's so it's, twisted. It's a, weird, it's a and different it's environment, like, for sure. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, and also get engaged at the end of this. And that's why I think, I think that the guys don't work out. Like, all the bachelors, a lot of them have failed relationships. And I think that the bachelorettes don't have as many. Like, they have a higher, uh, like, statistic of staying together because the bachelorettes are, like, so empathetic because women I feel like are typically more empathetic and they know how it feels and so they give all of like the reassurance to whoever they are like the most interested in and they're like I know it's you and all this stuff and I I believe like women will women will change the world like to go with your gut type of yeah women think so much about everything and not to say that men don't think about everything but i think that men have typically been trained a lot in their lives to like i don't know they just are they're taught certain things that inhibit how much they could use all of their brain like you know it's like okay men don't feel emotions like that's a thing whenever like you're a man that's born it's a big thing of like don't think about your emotions but women we are not taught that which is a blessing and that's what i think a lot of like men now are trying to open up to feeling their emotions more and so women are very empathetic and we're we are very we hear people out and we feel for people so if there's a guy who i know i want to be with and if i was the bachelorette which is hilarious to say but if i was i would be like Oh my gosh, like, let me think about what you need. And if I want you and I know that I want you to be the one, I'm going to make sure that you feel that way too. I'm going to make an effort with anybody I'm interested in to 
show you I'm so interested in you. And if it's not you, I'm going to let you go. And yeah. I'm going to I'm going to just nip that in the bud real quick instead of dragging you along for a TV show and knowing that I'm hurting you. I think The Bachelorette is way better than The Bachelor and it pisses me off that not enough people like, like more people care about The Bachelor than The Bachelorette mm-hmm. because it that started as The Bachelor. And I'm not trying I'm not dissing men at all in this. Like I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like statistically you think about it. It's unfortunate that a lot of guys these days don't ha- or like to avoid emotions in general. It's unfortunate, but added a camera to it with millions of viewers that makes it 10 times harder. So it's, maybe they sadly ignore their own emotions and that a is not always going to create the best relationship. Absolutely. Sadly. It's a magnifying glass. It's a magnifying glass of every man's fear, which is emotions. And how are you going to act under that amount yep. of pressure? You have been taught these things your entire life or not even necessarily from your parents, but from society. And so, yeah. And then that's why you end up with somebody who like the girl who you don't even know. Literally, you don't even know them. Who's a hottie, but other than that, we don't know. You're more than a hottie. Mm. You're a sexy. I oh, <laughs> it was weird. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so women, we we, we are the, known as the emotional ones. So we let ourselves feel all these things, even if like people try to shame us out of them or whatever. It's like, no, I'm. This is who I am. Like I'm, I'm emotional, and we hear me roar. Hear me roar. Thank you. That's exactly what it is, and. It's always been okay for us to be that way. So whenever we get on the show, like we feel for these people and we're like, okay, if I'm the lead and I have all these men, like I'm going to tell them how I feel and I'm going to actually be looking and knowing a person before I do this. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Like, you know, I did have a hard time connecting with The Bachelor and maybe it's different for The Bachelorette. But I had a hard time connecting as a whole, even though I never say that out loud. But I did just because maybe he kind of put a wall up to avoid any types of emotions. Or you know what? Maybe he just didn't have a lot of emotions. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> the bachelor was a little bit hard. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> so hard. Maybe he just like liked Cassie and that was it. Maybe I was just sitting around because I was loving traveling on the world. I went to Rome for a week after. Did y'all have a fantasy suite? No. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> you literally got cheated out of a fantasy suite. I was like, I've been here this whole damn time and I, I don't even get to get a nice king bed for rest. <laughs> for rest. I gave you a king bed. Yeah, you did, actually. Um, but yeah, if I'm waiting around that long, I'm like, damn, dick me down or something. I think like, I was more sad, not because I was missing out on that, but just because I was, it was a waste of time. Get me out of here. How ironic of me to go on The Bachelor with the season that has a virgin as the lead. So ironic. Like, and iconic. Ironic. Iconic. Ironic. Iconic. But... I don't know why they cast me for this season, but now I do know because 
they did this because they knew I would be the crazy rebel, I guess. Anyway, so Hannah Look, Dill, is should you say bye? Oh my gosh, we should get Dylan. Dylan's walking in. Hold we should on. get Dylan on here to really give us an outro because we're failing. Dylan! What's up? Hey. What's up, guys? That's it? No, no, you're supposed to give an outro. Oh, outro. Okay, so everyone have a great weekend. This is Dylan tuning in, making sure Hannah's not on like Tinder or something right now. But this is why you have that. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, that's it. I'm definitely six feet, and you guys have a great weekend. All right, good night. Love you, Dylan. Thanks for why doing that. Why are you that? out of breath? I know why. He said so. He said because I'm drunk. Perfect. Oh, they were pay- they were playing a game outside. They were paying rent. <laughs> They're out of breath. <laughs> okay. Well, Hannah, I could do this for probably uh, 12 hours. We've been doing this for four days straight just without a microphone. Let's be real. <laughs> That's literally what's been happening. And so I love you, Hannah. Um, I love what, you. I hope this was we- good. Yeah, sorry if it wasn't good, guys. We are kind of in a weird mental place where I can't work right now. But <laughs> Hannah, where can everybody find you on socials? What do you want to plug? I know you have a YouTube channel going. Give us your plugs right now because Hannah's my favorite person to follow. Me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. We're losing it right now. It's like a beautiful sunset. There's food upstairs. I'm starving. Here we go. Um, Instagram is going to be at Hannah G11. YouTube, I'm not quite sure, but you could probably type Hannah Godwin. I think my YouTube channel will pop up. I've been adding videos a lot. Um, My website is coming soon. And Twitter, honestly, don't go check it out because I kind of forget that I have Twitter. Oops. What about TikTok? Oh, yeah, TikTok. Um, TikTok is also Hannah G11, and that's H-A-N-N-A-H-G-1-1. So don't type out 11. Just do the numbers. <laughs> Yay, Hannah. I'm so glad that you were here today with me, and I love you, and let's go eat. All right, we're going to go crush some Parmesan asparagus. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.